0: What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 261 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Uh, Fall is officially upon us here in Michigan. Uh, We had our uh, Indian summer yesterday, and things are just going downhill from here. We got a couple more 70 degree days, but next week, all 60s, all fall. All the time. Yes, fall is here. Uh, let's see here this weekend, uh, past weekend, anyways. Friday just kind of hung out. Saturday, met some friends at the old stopping grounds, good old 24 seconds in Berkeley, Michigan for uh the Michigan game. Had a great time there. Uh Sunday stopped by uh grandpa's. He's he's still hanging in there. Day by day, and uh, yeah, I mean, not not a whole lot more to say on that. But uh, uh, glad uh, we're here tonight for a show. Um last week. My gosh, how incredible was Matt Collig and Chris Rice. I hope you guys enjoyed that show. If you have not checked that show out, go check out episode 260. Uh, It's not all race related in terms of, uh, you know, it's not like anything's dated by any means. Uh, Matt and Chris talked a lot about the startup of Collig Racing, the future of Collig Racing, you know, a a lot of great content. They are so awesome of those guys to come on the show. So uh, go check out episode 260 if you haven't already. Uh, Tonight, impromptu. uh, And and impromptu, I mean, really. uh, So it's Tuesday, obviously. But last night, I'm like, man, Really didn't have anything lined up. And I'm like, well, you know what? It was 6 30 last night. I text Striegel and I'm like, hey, man, do you have 20 minutes? He goes, give me an hour. So uh, you guys know how detailed I am from the show notes, all that kind of stuff. The only thing I had written down was the number 19 because that was the number of appearances <laughs> Striegel makes for tonight's show. So uh, Jeff Striegel, I got him here in just a couple minutes. I'll drop that in there from uh, him and I recording last night. Um, and then, uh, you know, the usual social media shout-outs, all that good stuff. Uh, Studwell will be on a little later to talk some weather and, of course, some Big Ten football. Uh, Lucky Dog, lap down picks and some fantasy. You guys know the drill. So uh, let's get things rolling. Uh, here is an impromptu last-minute interview with Jeff Striegel. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me for a very impromptu appearance making his 19th appearance on the lap traffic podcast from the motor racing network it is the legendary jeff striegel sir good evening how are you
1: i'm good how are you
0: i am good man thank you so much literally uh it's 7 30 monday night we're recording this uh i literally texted you an hour ago and was like hey man you got 20 minutes uh so thank you very much i appreciate you
1: i told you before you uh do you want to spend a couple minutes? I've always got time for you. So a lot going on after the roval. We say goodbye to four. We get down to eight. The races are winding down. There's a lot to talk to or talk about. That's for sure. Yes.
0: Yes, sir. Well, first off, how was the trip, man?
1: Uh, which one are you talking about?
0: Well, I mean, I, I mean, you're you're a busy man, you know, so. Uh. <laughs>
1: you want to know what's crazy is I haven't been on a trip since we got done because uh, we went, what, Richmond, Darlington, and then we've had a couple of weeks off. Well, no, Talladega was in there. You start to lose track after a while. I'm not going to lie. I can only imagine. Yeah, and then uh, our friends from the Performance Racing Network picked up, and they have had the Roval, and they will do next week. So it's been a... Much anticipated, couple of weeks off, even though it's the end of summer, as you know, here yes. in the great state of Michigan. Yes. So, you know, I uh, listen to it on the radio, watch it on TV, take as many notes as I can, and I get ready for our return that will happen in Kansas. And then we'll head off to Martinsville, and we'll wrap everything up in Phoenix. Excellent. I, I Believe it know, or not.
0: I, I, I mean, I can't believe we're, we got you know just a, a handful of races left for the 2021 season it is it's crazy Um, uh, you know i'm glad we knock on wood have have gone pretty much uninterrupted with uh you know the exception yep. of some Mother nature incidences but uh that's to be expected 36 weeks out of the year that's going to happen once or twice so
1: hopefully we got good weather for the rest of the year because i really think it's setting itself up to be a wonderful run for the championship when we do get to Phoenix. I think a lot is going to happen. Impossible to predict. You know, we've got next week looming large, and then of course, uh, Kansas and then Martinsville. You never know what's gonna happen there. And then you certainly don't know what's gonna happen at year's end when we get down to Phoenix. So I really, you know, I think when you look back, uh, you'd be hard pressed to be di- uh, disappointed with the way the season has unfolded so far. And my hope is that the series has saved the very best for last. And, I, and I, I do really think in all honesty that that's how it's setting up. If anybody wants to try to predict, good luck. You know, we, we try to do that for fun, just sitting in the broadcast booth, Alex and I, and try to predict what we think is going to happen. And I'll tell you what, rarely do we nail it because it has just been an unpredictable, wild and crazy year. And I think there's more in store.
0: Absolutely. You know, uh, I think this is what now? The seventh year under this format, Jeff, if that mm-hmm. uh, sounds about right. Um, yep. and, and I think each year um, it's, it's, gotten, it's gotten harder and harder to, you know, pick that perfect bracket, if you will, from a March Madness reference point there. Um, you know, you could make the argument that any of the eight could win in the next round, uh, and then we've got one that gets to point their way in. I mean, it is, when you say it's it's impossible to predict, anybody could make the case for the eight that are there right now.
1: Well, and I think all you have to do is just say this. Are you going to count Joey Logano out? Are you going to count Ryan Blaney or Kyle Busch or Chase Elliott or Brad or Truex? Are you going to count any of those drivers out as having no shot To win the championship. And, of course, I leave two dominant players out of that equation, Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. So those are the eight. You know, and I I would just be hard-pressed for anybody to say, well, I can tell you right now the four that are going to make it. Yeah. Because I would just have to come back and say, "We've, we've whittled this down to eight. And, yeah, you can probably pick two or three that you think are going to make it, and you would probably or you could be right but to sit here right now and say that Denny Hamlin is going to win the championship or Kyle Larson is going to win the championship i just think that that's a a long shot bet sure if we go to las vegas right now the odds on favorites are kyle or you uh, kyle larson and denny hamlin i i get that but i just think that to say that that's a slam dunk shoe in one of those two drivers is going to win I just think we're hedging our bet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I get the odds, but you know what? The odds don't line up with 37, 38, 39 cars on the racetrack and go 500 miles or whatever it happens to be. How about 500 laps in Martinsville? A lot can happen. A lot will happen. And it won't be until we get through Martinsville that we'll know for sure the four guys that are going to race for a championship. And then you know, have at it, try to figure out which one of those four drivers is going to have the championship kind of day that's necessary to hoist the big trophy at the end of the afternoon. So I'm, I, I've just been impressed with the year. Uh, I've been impressed with the schedule. I think most people have as well. And certainly the races, and it's funny, and I think you and I have talked about this before, Alex and I will say it time and time again at any given track, just when you think you thought you knew who was going to win the race, a late yellow flag, a cut tire, a mistake on pit road. And all of a sudden that driver that has been so dominant is suddenly a non-factor when it comes down and the checkered flag ends up going to somebody else. So, you know, my hope is we have that same kind of drive or drama unfold over the course of the remaining races but time will tell and we'll all see together absolutely
0: uh jeff i want to get your ta- uh, take real quick on the xfinity series um aj allmendinger uh you know a lot of hype around lap traffic uh with uh matt collett chris rice on the show last week i'm batting a thousand for him so uh, I mm-hmm. think you're going to need to be back on the show right after Martinsville. I'm just saying that. But uh, what, what do you think of A.J.'s performance, his dominance, uh, you know, setting records uh, in NASCAR this past weekend? Well,
1: I think it's a great story, you know, and, and people that know the whole story, and we don't have to go back and revisit it, but the people that know the whole story and understand uh, where A.J. came from, what he accomplished, what he went through, what he had to go through to get back into a competitive seat. If we all understand that, then we all stand and applaud A.J. Allmendinger uh, because what he's been able to do has been nothing short of fantastic. Uh, the, the, The man has incredible talent. He showcases that. Anytime he gets behind the wheel of a race car, I think the only person that he still has to prove to that he is a capable and championship winning driver is himself. He's probably one of the hardest individuals on himself that I know. Um, You know, and, and that's what it does take to be a good driver. I think we all get it. You know, Kyle Busch is hard on himself when he doesn't win a race He's hard on everybody, but I will tell you this, he's harder on himself than he is on anybody else. Uh, You know, I think when you look at champions, Truex and Harvick and all of those drivers that have been champions at the highest level, those are individuals that just don't take kindly to not winning. And AJ is right there with them. He is one very difficult person to deal with internally when he doesn't have a good day. I like that because that just means he's not willing to settle. Um, I'll tell you this. Now, if, you know, AJ, if he races for a championship and we get to Phoenix, he's going to be tough to beat because that is a track that suits AJ Almendinger as good as a road course. I don't know why, but, you know, if we were going to Michigan or we were going just pick a track, you'd say, yeah, okay, he's going to be good there. But can he be great? What I can tell you right now is if we can get to Phoenix and A.J. is around halfway through that race, he's going to be very difficult to beat because A.J. is very good there. But then who is he going to race? More than likely, Syndric. And he's very good there as well. So I really, you know what? Here's the bottom line. I know I'm not answering your question and I'm going on and on. (laughs) I get it, but that's my style and you know that. Yes, sir. (laughs) I got a little bit of John force in me where you ask me a question and I'll answer nine other ones instead. Uh, We have the makings of, think of what the race is going to be like at Charlotte for the truck series it's going to be an all-out war to figure out which one of the four drivers will advance to Phoenix. So I'm excited about that. Um, The Xfinity series has not disappointed all year long. So what they have left is going to be fantastic. Uh, And then obviously we just touched on the Cup series. So you know, if you're a NASCAR fan in any way, shape, or form, I think all three levels have a lot to offer over the course of the next month and a half.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, it's, <laughs> it's hard not to think that. And, you know, if you're a fan and you like the drama and all that, I mean, if, if we haven't gotten it this playoffs, it's uh, I, I don't know what else. You know, are you not entertained yet? Like, that's the only thing I can think of that comes to mind. Uh, Let's talk about Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott. Um, You know, a little bit of payback on the track by Kevin Harvick. Um, You know, I didn't understand that. Like, you know, both kind of going for it. And, you know, uh, only bad things could have come from that either way, no matter who you are, whether you're Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott. uh, You know, get him. you know, if if you're going to get him back, you know, do it next year, race five or something like that. Not now when, you know, it's got implications for both, you know, Harvick ended up getting out of the race, not because of that incident, but, you know, overshoots a turn and, and, you know, it was flying all over social media yesterday, as I'm sure you saw, Jeff, karma, karma, karma. So, you know, where, where, where's Striegel at on that whole ordeal?
1: Well, if you would have set it up a little differently and said, so is it over I was more than prepared to say, heck no, it's not over. It's not over by a long shot. So I'm going to start there. Um, I think you can look at or talk to either driver. Notice how Kevin deflected that, uh, question when asked after the race. So is this over? And he basically gave a, uh, John, a brief answer. Not- yeah. And then, and, and walked away. Yeah. Um, chase Elliott can't really respond to that particular question right now because he's racing for a championship. He'll deal with that when the time is right. So, you know, I, I will, I, I have to admit, just like you said, I was pretty surprised when Kevin and chase got together yesterday. Um, I didn't understand it. Kevin is still racing for a championship. Could have took himself out right there and that would have ended it. I think, uh, he and certainly his team and his ownership would have been disappointed if that would have happened. It didn't. It almost ended the day for Chase Elliott. And I think what what that went to show me was that this is deeper than just we're going to rough each other up on the racetrack. Uh, you know, by by you know getting into somebody, whether it was an intentional or not. I think we can all make our own decision there. I'm not going to sit here and say that I know exactly what Kevin Harvick was thinking. Cause I don't, sure. don't have any idea. Um, but if you're going to do that when he's racing, when both drivers are racing for a championship and you have an opportunity to quite honestly, take yourself out of that, you have to go and say, this is a little deeper than just, I don't like you. And at some point I'm going to rough you up or whatever. Um, You know, you got championship implications on the line, not only for the other driver, but for you personally. So is this over? No, I don't think it is. Um, I think that Chase feels now like he probably owes Kevin one. He isn't going to worry about that right now because obviously he's trying to win a championship and Kevin is not. So I don't think Chase – let me say it this way. I don't think Kevin, on Chase's mind – now what happens when we get to Martinsville and the two are running together? Can't wait to find out. But um <laughs> Will you we know, get if, a
0: Logano if, Matt Kenseth?
1: You might if Chase Elliott for some reason or another is not going to advance. Uh you might. You know, it might be Chase that returns what he thinks was the wrongdoing that happened at Charlotte on Sunday. So I don't know. I I really don't know. And the reason that we don't know is because you could ask both of them right now, is it over? And they might both honestly respond to, yeah, you know, it's over. And then all of a sudden you get the helmet on, you get the adrenaline flowing, you get the heat of the, the heat of the moment, the passion, that these drivers have which we just I don't think we can even imagine the level of passion that these drivers have when they're behind the wheel and all of a sudden something uh, goes on in a racetrack and maybe we see somebody get into the other person so I don't know. Stay tuned. I have a feeling that, yeah, I think we've seen the, we've seen the latest chapter, but I don't think the book has been written yet. So I'm, I'm one that's going to buy the book and continue to read until it's all said and done.
0: Fair enough. I love that. All right, man, let's talk about this real quick. The bumper rule. Uh, That was kind of the other side, the Kevin Harvick fans and, and, and some that didn't have any stake from the nine camp or the four camp, Um, you know, the the and I'm not going to ask you to answer this one, but, you know, the accusations from social media was, you know, NASCAR is not going to do anything to chase Elliott. I don't subscribe to that. I can't get behind that. But uh, did you know, what do you think about the fact of, you know, there may have been some things stretched yesterday from what they allowed on the track?
1: Yeah, you know, and that's that's one that everybody's going to have their own opinion on it. Oh, I, I don't even really know how to get into this because everybody is passionate about their driver. Yeah, if sure. I was to say something that supported Harvick, Chase Elliott fans would say, you're completely wrong mm-hmm. and vice versa mm-hmm. or it's always e- easy to throw the sanctioning body under the bus because they really don't argue back sure. you know we can we can read what chase elliott has to say or right we can hear what he has to say and we can do the same thing with kevin harvick so i think you're going to have a multitude of different sides and for a multitude of different reasons i'm a harvick fan and i think this i'm a chase elliott fan and i think that or i'm just a race fan in general and i think nascar should have done this or done that i don't know
0: that's a great way I, to I look at it jeff it, tell you, i love it.
1: it and i get the fact that that's a quote-unquote political style answer where you spent five minutes and you never answered the question but i'm not sure that there's a logical answer to what we saw and what we could expect.
0: No, but I tell you, I think, you know, when you take, you know, I, we're all fans, right? When you take the fan out of the equation and you look at, you know, the, the, the nuts and bolts of it, that's how i think you have to look at that is is obviously if it's your driver you're going to be pissed off if it's you know you're going to have and i, I think you summed that up perfectly the, what's the easiest thing to do is to throw NASCAR under the bus because they're really probably not going to make much of a comment on that so in the grand scheme of things what you did was you took the the, the you took the emotion out of it and and you laid it down straight for us which i love so
1: let me give you this quick thought and I'm going to um, quote one of my good friends and coworkers and Dave Moody. He always likes to respond to these types of things by saying, who do you want to be the story at the end of the day? The athletes, the players, the drivers, or the umpires and the officials. And I, I've always liked that. And one of the things that I, I read from him on Twitter, was if you stop and think about this for a minute, how many times has NASCAR been involved with something going on in 2021? And the answer, the short answer is rarely. Let's go back a year or two and NASCAR was penalizing this and doing that and they were involved in this altercation and that altercation and they were constantly the headline. Was it the great race? Nope. It was what NASCAR did. NASCAR did this or that, or they penalized my driver and not your driver. It's not fair. And if you just stop and think about that for a minute, you know, think of a heavyweight title fight. Who are we we tuning in to watch? We're watching two people fight it out in a ring. The last thing we need is the, umpire the official the referee whatever to get in there and alter the way that the event is supposed to play out and I think if you look at it from that standpoint you might come back and go you know what I like that maybe my guy came out on the short end of what took place on the track but do we really need NASCAR to step in and alter something change something penalize something I don't want that. I really don't. I don't think you do either. Nope. Um, Put them on the racetrack and let's go. You guys want to do this or do that? Go ahead and do it. As long as it's, you know, I mean, we don't want to see anybody get hurt. I never want to see anybody get hurt. I've said it on this show a million times. Yeah, hundred percent. But, but up until that point, you know, somebody wants to go ripping through pit road and do something absolutely ridiculous, then yeah, NASCAR has no choice but to step in. But. In cases like this, I'd like to just say, step out of the way, and you all just deal with it. And that's where we're at right now. Absolutely. All right, man.
0: Let's wrap with this one. Um, we there, there's 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 a game happening in a couple weeks here. Uh, Your Spartans and, and my Wolverines. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, we got one game in between. Um, Jeff, this could be setting up to be a pretty special. Uh, thing here that maybe we weren't thinking was going to be there uh six seven
1: weeks ago you you really think that we any of us saw this coming i didn't i'll be the first one to admit i i actually thought the spartans were six and six i I think they're playing 12 games this year i don't know um Six and five, six and six, whatever it would be. Yep. I did not have them going six and zero oh to start the season. I didn't have Michigan doing that either. Nope. <laughs> um, so now here we are. I, I you know, I'm going to be fair to this. I still would like to see a game where they're really truly tested. Michigan State getting the win on the road at Rutgers. That's big. Michigan getting the win uh, in Nebraska. That's big, but they still haven't played Ohio State yet. Um, (laughs) That's the
0: thing. So out of our last six games, we got – Three on the road at Penn State, at Michigan State, at Ohio State. Like we, you know, our, our season starts now as far as I'm concerned, not the first
1: six games. So. Well, and didn't Penn State just get beat by Iowa? They did with their
0: quarterback going down too. So I'm not, I didn't see what the outcome of that was there. But uh, yeah.
1: Let me say this. Let me say this because I know that there's a lot of non Big Ten fans that are listening saying, come down and play in the SEC, and I get it. Um, you know, go play Oklahoma, go play this, go play that. And, and I would not argue that. Sure. Uh, I don't know that my Spartans or your Wolverines are ready to take on, you know, uh, Georgia. Nope, I just, I nope, don't think nope. that they're of that talent level. I don't think the Big Ten is as strong This year, you know, people that are living in Iowa saying, come on out and play us. Let's go. Yeah. We're as good as anybody in the country. And maybe they are. Yep. But I just don't know that we play right now the same caliber of talent is what, let's just say, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama are playing week in and week out. All I care about is that the green and white takes down the maize and blue. (laughs) After that, after that, Brandon, I don't really care what happens. We'll go to a bowl game. We'll be happy with that depending on where it is. If it's in Florida, maybe we'll go. But as long as we beat Michigan, then uh, the season was a success. There
0: you go. I love it. Jeff Striegel, sir, thank you so much for uh, taking some time. I said 20. We're at 2315. Not too bad. Thank you so much, brother. Love you as always. And uh, we'll do a recap at the end of the season or something like that, man.
1: I can't wait to see what we're talking about in another six weeks. It's you, going to be crazy. Always happy to join you. you know Have a great man. week, my friend.
0: Thank you. All right, we'll catch All you right, soon. buddy. We'll see ya. Live Traffic Nation, there was the legendary Jeff Striegel. Um, you know, him and I really kind of highlighted all of the drama, all of the big storylines. Um, I mean, we got the truck race, uh, not anytime soon. We got to wait till Martinsville for that. You know, we got this weekend, Texas, as Jeff and I talked about to kind of preview that. Uh, I'm going to get into, because I haven't done one in a while, and that is I put some que- a question out to you guys, and that's who's in? your final four and why. As Jeff and I kind of talked about there a little bit, is you you could make the argument for any of the eight to get to the final four so let's get to your responses and then i will get to uh my thought on that so scott at 1985 wagner kyle larson this weekend proves they want it denny hamlin's hitting on all cylinders at the right time chase elliott's been solid uh, and the ability to overcome adversity and joey got logano been flying low and racing smart uh Man, Scott, I think that's the dark horse right there, man. I think Joey is the one that's under the radar. I don't have him in mind. I will say that. But... Again, if if Logano's in the Final Four, I'm not going to be surprised. Uh, Jeff at jbf 1789. Larson could win all four races dream season. Elliott has the raw speed and good tracks for him coming up. Hamlin, consistent, consistent, consistent. And Bush been lurking and a tick better than Truex right now. I like that, Jeff. I like where you're going with it. Uh, Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Hamlin led the points for a long time this season. Looks strong in playoffs. Larson don't think it needs much explanation. He's been on fire. Blaney, because I'm a homer for the 12, and he's been sneaky good. Logano always seems to make it. I see where you guys are doing with it. I do. Uh, Mick at GoDucks 42 underscore Mick. 11 has been strong all season, stepped it up in the playoffs. Five's been strong all year. 18, I just think he finds a way. The 12 think he outduels his teammate for the final spot Would pick the nine, but they're taunting the four, so maybe it ain't over. I see where you're going with that, Mick. All right, so I've got Larson, obviously. Hamlin, obviously. So now my other two. I've got the eighteen. Of Kyle Bush, and I've got the nine of Chase Elliott. And so here's my thought with that. Obviously, Larson and Hamlin uh, don't really need much of an explanation there. Kyle Bush, I just think Kyle Bush is going to do Kyle Bush things. You know, he's good at Texas, uh, he's good at Martinsville. Um, you know, so I just think he's got the ability to maybe sneak a win in or maybe be the one to point his way into the final four. Chase Elliott. You know, I'm doing that just because I love the opportunity for somebody to go and defend their championship. So the fact that to do that he needs to be in the final four, uh, I want Chase Elliott in the final four. The thing with the four, you know that that's, that's going to be interesting to watch over these next four races and, and to see what we get. Um, you know, is you know, I, Jeff and I talked about that at length. You know, now those that I don't have in it, Ryan Blaney, I mean. It's, it's been, you know, kind of like uh, Scott said, you know, with Logano, he's, he's quietly doing things. Uh, you know, Brad, I, I, I think Brad, oh, man, you know, again, man you could talk your way into anyone. You know, Logano, we saw what he did with Kevin Harvick at Kansas last year. Uh, that's why he made it and Harvick didn't, you know. So there's so many potentials that could happen. Uh, but th- that's who I got. My final four is uh, Larson Hamlin. Kyle Bush and Chase Elliott. So there's that. Uh, all right, let's get to a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Laptraffic Podcast, YouTube Laptraffic, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter, all at LaptrafficPC. If you've made it this far into the show, go leave a review wherever you're listening. And don't forget about the huge giveaway at 6,000 followers. And we're under... 400 away from hitting that. Uh, I've got a piece of sheet metal off the four with an awesome p- partial of the, the uh, Bush Light logo, uh, as well as Chase Elliott's Raced Win Phoenix Championship. So uh, those are two pretty stacked pieces there. Uh, so all you got to do is follow the show, retweet it, and tag three friends, uh, and that'll get you entered in any of the uh, posts that I put out there for it. So Let's get to 6,000 before this season's over. We need 400, less than 400. So thanks to all of the retweets, all of the support. You guys know I appreciate it. Uh, some new follower shout-outs, Brett at 22 forever, big Penske fan, uh, Dave's Racing Channel at Dave underscore Racing crazy for nine at crazy for nine big chase elliott fan obviously from virginia uh we got the bearded outlaw at rocky racing 388 big nascar fan and country boy and kimberly lewis at kimmy b underscore 0318 huge chase elliott fan welcome to the show everyone tell your friends and hey if anybody wants a lap traffic koozie and some stickers all you have to do is fill out the contact page with your name and address on the website thelaptrafficpodcast.com and i will send those out for free while you're there check out the store on the website lots of good stuff on the website who's been on the show in the past all those kind of good things so uh hit me up say hi all that good stuff uh okay let's keep things rolling let's get mr aaron stung on talk a little football and some weather all right, Lap Traffic Nation, yes, that is the victors playing there in the background, uh, which means we're still doing pretty good. And to uh, talk a little Big Ten football and some weather, it's Mr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, good evening. How are you?
2: Uh, good evening, sir. You're doing well and yourself?
0: I am hanging in there. Not bad at all. Go Blue.
2: Go Blue. What an absolute wonderful surprise the start of the season has been. And I guess part of that surprise is how poorly some other teams we thought we do well are well and really really the strength of the big 10
0: yes all right so that's what i want to ask you so is are we uh, is the big 10 right because we got five teams in the top 10 is the big 10 that good or have other teams just lost that's like by elimination we just keep moving up as a as a
2: conference i think it's more the latter I also think that when we get more into the heart of conference play when all those teams start playing one another that's when things are going to kind of settle out. The men from the boys. Yeah, and it's going to be you have a situation where we play Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa is in the mix as well. I, you know, I think you know, we'll win two of those three. I think we had the capability went into those three, but we had to play a full 60 minutes of football because we've seen the last couple of weeks when yes. they don't. What happens? Um, Nebraska and we had you and I had talked about it after the fact, you know, to me, it was a closer game than I thought it might have been. Maybe even should have been. But then Vegas was expecting a close game.
0: Yes. Yeah, they were. Um, I know I uh I, I took advantage of that minus two and a half and was uh chomping at the nails there towards the end of that day. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um for me, you know, you look Michigan doesn't go on the road back to back games very often. So to go into Madison, Wisconsin, to go into Nebraska and win those two road games back to back, uh I I think that shows some character, some strength. Uh, and I, I feel really good about that. You know, on the flip side of things, we've got six games left and three of those are also road games against Michigan State, Penn State and Ohio State. Um, the one I mean, you know, you and I did this breakdown a couple weeks ago, you know, and Ohio State is kind of the one that we're maybe looking at. But um, from a Penn State perspective, I didn't hear nor did I necessarily go and look very hard. Uh, any update on their quarterback?
2: uh similarly i have not looked very hard and uh i've been on the road with business travel and i did see did see my son and my aggies win but i can't tell you anything about the penn state QB.
0: fair enough fair enough that's something we'll have to go uh look up here after we're done but uh, yeah so you know if that's you know that may be you know some light there, you know, not that I obviously wish injury on anybody, but if we get to play a little bit of a a more weakened uh, Penn State offense, uh, you know, I like the chances for Michigan there. Uh, I think the Michigan State game is going to be absolutely incredible, um, you know, there's a very good possibility that these two teams are playing each other undefeated for the first time in a long time. Yes. The first time they're playing each other ranked in the top 10 in a long time. I mean, this is setting up for uh, a really good battle. I just wish it was going to be played in the big house.
2: I know. I know. Unfortunately, they got to rotate those things. And, um, but I still, you know, we're talking, I'm going back to the previous topic and saying, I look at Michigan and comparing everybody who's above them. And below them, I think they're right about where they, of what we know, of what we know this team could be, can be, I think they're right about where they should be right now.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree. I I am, uh, I'm, I'm very impressed and happy. And it's been fun to, fun to schedule time, to want to be able to schedule time to watch because yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're doing some things. So I'm all about that.
2: And uh, sure. I'll, I want to hit one last point and you can either rebut or, or agree. I guess Don Brown really was a big factor. Not necessarily in last year's performance. COVID, that was just an odd year. Yes. Even going into 18, 19, maybe Don Brown was part of the, i say, problem. But we needed somebody else in there who's going to be higher energy and more creative.
0: Absolutely. And and we're getting that. That is without a question. Uh, all right, man. Uh, the Roval this past weekend the drama has uh, not gone away. What'd you think of the racing?
2: I thought the racing was good. Um, I, I, I will tell you, uh, I listened, I was driving a lot yesterday and listening to Sirius, and I eventually just had to shut it off. I am so tired of, and I'll be more excited for it on set on Sunday, but right now I'm just tired of hearing Harvard, Harvick Elliot. Yeah. Conspiracy theories about why no black flag was thrown. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like because it seems to take away from Larson's great win and really team win.
0: Sure. Yep. No, because that was a full collaborative team effort there. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. You know, uh, I, I, you know, Striegel and I actually talked about this a little bit earlier in terms of. Uh, you know, what do you want the the headline to be? Do you want it to be about the race, the athletes, or officiating? And, you know, I was kind of thinking back to that Michigan game where that was the longest first half of football I could I can recall. Every play was going under review. Like it was like, all right, this the, the refs are the ones getting the spotlight here. And it was really annoying the living daylights out of me. So yeah, I mean you don't
2: I don't think you could have avoided the story because it's become a story because they didn't officiate. And it winds up pointing to, inc- for some reason, inconsistent officiating, which, you know, you go to the uh, At Mike least Bagley it's consistent. line. Stick- consistent <laughs> yeah, they're consistently and- inconsistency. There you go. And it goes, it goes back to the Mike Bagley line of saying, stick in ball sports, we, we do see inconsistencies. And we do see um, things where last night things aren't consistently Cold, yeah. uh with the Monday night game. So uh, yeah, again, to me, the story coming out of there was you know, maybe even ultimately the impact of the incidents with Harvick, who got in, who got out, who advanced, who didn't, but also, yeah, you know, the, the officiating or inconsistencies there played into it. And, um, yeah, there are a lot of stories. There's nothing saying it can't be a lot of storylines, but the ultimately the storyline should be here. Kyle Larson advanced because of a team effort. Here's who didn't advance, and here's why. And maybe that becomes a sub, like the also used to call below the fold. It's still front page worthy, but it doesn't need to be everybody's topic the whole day.
0: Sure, I'm with you there. Um, all right, well we are headed to Texas, sir. What uh, what's the what's the forecast looking like?
2: Well, I want to start a little ahead of race weekend. Um, They are supposed to get one to three inches of rain between now and Friday. They are under a flash, uh, under a flood watch. So anybody who's going early and is going to be camping, uh, be aware. Uh, Rain, thunderstorms through Friday morning. Um, But I'll tell you what, that cold front pushes through Friday midday. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend. Oh, beautiful. I know yeah sunny skies I, I, and here's what I'm putting in my notes also nothing nothing like last Falls Texas race excellent
1: Good there, deal. it
2: won't it won't be mid there won't be mist, and it won't be moist
0: <laughs> <I didn't> sh-
2: <laughs> yes everybody's I least favorite word I love it so I love it Saturday sunny skies northerly winds not they'll actually kind of weaken because I know that would probably be a concern for fans morning low of 48. Uh, daytime high 75 for Sunday, sunny skies, northerly winds again, both days, five to 10 miles an hour, morning low 45, uh, daytime high 77. So you really cannot ask for any better racing or weather for racing this weekend in Texas. Excellent. Well, that sounds good to me. Um, all right. It wow. makes my weekend a lot easier too. Yikes. no F1, no F1 Indy cars over, let's well, Indy car weather uh, and I get to watch racing. There you go. Yeah, there
0: you go. I love it. All right, man. Well, live traffic nation. There you have it, Mr. Aaron Studwell. Uh, keep uh, keep following at Race Weather and for for I don't know what we'll have for this weekend because it doesn't sound like there'll be weather- many weather updates. But uh...
2: Well, no, then you get my snarky. That's like so. we're just joking around with somebody on Facebook. It's like, yeah, you only post when it's bad weather. I was like, yeah, I ghost you all when it's sunny. Right. There you go. <laughs> hey, hey, it's sunny. And, and Twitter, follow me on Twitter. You get my snarky comments and you get uh, just odd weather stuff, too. So Try to keep it fun, and um, as needed, keep it updated. I love it.
0: All right, live traffic nation. There you have it, Mr. Aaron Studwell. sir. We'll catch you in a couple of weeks.
2: Sounds good. Miss being on, and hopefully we'll come back, and uh, we'll be talking about you know, we're we'll going into state week.
0: There we go. I love it. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon.
2: You will talk All to right. you soon. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, Lap Traffic Nation, great to catch up with Aaron Studwell. Uh, Right now, let's get to this week's Lucky Dog and Lap Down Picks. My lucky dog, Kyle Larson, Lap Down, the four of Kevin Harvick. It's not often, but hey... When it's deserved, you got to do it. So there you have that there. Uh, Let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's lucky dog tie between Kyle Larson racing and his crew. Changed an alternator, a belt plus got his groove back lap down. Kevin Harvick took himself out. Uh, Jeff at JBEV 1789's lucky dog. Kyle Larson racing. Really hope people understand what they've been witnessing these past two years from Kyle. Once in a lifetime stuff. Absolutely, sir. Lap down bumper cover rules. Let's have one rule. Required or... Or not, so people can't complain about no black flag. I hear you. Brian at Storm and B81. Lucky dog Chase Elliott overcoming adversity to advance to the round of eight. Lap down Kevin Harvick for his immature driving and attitude. Karma one, though, he's scared of, in his words, a nine-year-old boy. Burn! Whoa, Brian coming out hot there. Uh, Carson at Carson Haglin's Lucky Dog Nine racing back to advance after getting taken out by a senile old man. Me glad to see Harvick eliminated; totally deserves it. Lap down the 20 and 48 making mistakes all day when they were in must-win situations. Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR Fire Lucky Dog. All of us who got to see fantastic racing all weekend. Lap down rookie drivers getting in the way uh colin at colin underscore with underscore cars lucky dog going to the roval what a great race every year lap down it's hard to find one this week but i'm going to give it to harvick for getting his revenge and then taking himself out that was a boneheaded mistake Uh, jess at iowa nascar what hold on yes Jess, sorry (laughs) iowa nascar fan Uh, lucky dog larson and elliot overcoming the unthinkable Lap down NASCAR for lack of consistency. Probably should have black flagged the nine for having the bumper cover dragging. Consistency is not in NASCAR's vocabulary or dictionary. I love it. Uh, Jamie at Jamie four, four, nine, three, eight, seven, three, zero. (laughs) I had to make sure I got all those right. Lucky dog. Chase Elliott, a lap down. Alex Bowman, Kristen at K hoglin, 79 lucky dog to karma for taking out the four and the Roval for being an exciting race. A lap down to the drivers that missed the cut. Lisa at L.L. Chanana's lucky dog, Kyle Larson, after the alternator problem going below the cut line, came back to win lap down. Kevin Harvick causes Elliot, cause Elliot got in his head. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net, lucky dog, Chase Elliott for being able to make the round of eight with damage he had to his car early in the race. Additional lucky dog to Kyle Larson and his crew for changing the alternator and belt coming back to win lap down. Kevin Harvick. Uh Mick, Echo Ducks forty-two underscore Mick, lucky dog, Larson and the entire five team overcame early trouble to win a lap down on tracks, paybacks, resolve it off the track. Eventually someone else is going to get caught up in it. Could call there, Mick, uh, Robin at SF 49 and girl 16 lucky dog. Definitely Kyle Larson, his amazing pit crew, a lap down Bowman needing a win and having mechanical problems. Couldn't seem to overcome rowdy at the rowdy dragon, lucky dog, Kyle Larson with his third row course win of the season. He never thought he'd win one and lap down Kevin Harvick in the four car. His payback didn't pay off. Uh, Sweet Carolina at Eagles Nest of Three. Lucky dog. More like lucky dogs. Yeah, Chase, Brad. Still trying to figure out how Larson pulled off that win. Lap down Harvick should have paid attention to what was in front of him. Has anyone rattled Harvick's cage like that since Earnhardt? I'm with you there. Uh, And Tristan at Tristan Cole, lucky dog. Definitely Kyle Larson getting the win, especially with the alternator and power issues. And Brad Keselowski making the round of eight. Lap down Alex Bowman with the power issues and William Byron not getting the win. Uh, you guys came pretty strong this week. I love it. There you have this week's Lucky Dog lap down Picks. Uh, let's close this thing out. All right, a Lap Traffic Nation. Let's close this thing out with some Lap Traffic Fantasy. There's only eight of you left, but those eight. Just a reminder: get your picks in by five o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LT Fantasy. I can't believe we are are down to the last four races of the season. And uh, don't forget, uh, all of the Lap Traffic Fantasy players. I'm going to get a survey out to you guys here in a couple weeks uh, so that you can give some feedback on the. Uh, on the, the league for uh, next year. So be on the lookout for that here. Uh, but right now joining me on the line back to back weeks, it's Brad Carnes. Brad, what's up, man? How are you?
1: I'm great, buddy.
0: Excellent. Well, listen, man, what'd you think of the race in this weekend? It was crazy. There was drama. You name it. We had it.
2: Uh, it was great. I, I I think it was a lot greater. Farvick didn't make a
1: rookie mistake there.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, man, like I, I you know, and I talked about a little bit ago, like for me, it's like, all right, what? Where is the payoff in getting him back midway through the race? Uh, it's like you you're either got to take him out completely so that he isn't on the track. Um, you know, or, or there's chance for payback, you know, well, did you
1: see the car? It should have been taken it out. Should completely. have been t- I don't well, know how they worked on that. See,
0: thing. see, therein in lies part two of the conundrum here, which goes to a lot of the lucky dog picks is, you know, uh, can we get rid of the bumper rule so that there is, or isn't one like there were, so, you know, so many caveats to that. And, you know, for me, you know, to, to, to go back to the Harvick thing for a second is, is I would you know, you're going to get him back, you know, even if you take him out completely. Well, then guess what? He's got nothing to go for but broke for the next four races. So the odds of him not getting into, you know, collecting you up again at some point in time, because it's just going to be a one upsmanship at that point. Wait till next year, race five, four, something like that. Give him a little tap, you know, and then be done with it, you know. So this, uh, there's definitely. It's definitely personal now. I would say.
2: Well, I tell you what, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he tried his best. Uh, it didn't work. But I have, uh, I we uh, Harvick fans haven't had a lot to cheer for this year. And it's yesterday, I, I, I yelled louder than I would have if he would have won. <laughs>
0: Man, I still hope he gets that win. Like here we are. Like you know, he had that that dry spell from the Daytona 07 to. Uh, april 2010 at talladega like and since then since 2010 he's won a race in every season at least one so uh time is running out for us to keep that streak alive
2: it's not going to be on these five fifty tracks. They still haven't got that figured out. So we got to hope for Martinsville or Phoenix.
0: There you go. I love it. Um, what about the Xfinity race, man? AJ Allmendinger. Uh, I mean, big week on the show last week with uh, Matt Colley, Chris Rice, and to see those guys go out, get the win. And uh, at the top of the standings there, I just love what that team's doing and uh, what AJ's doing in that ride. Yeah
2: just have them on every
0: week man i'm telling you i mean i would who would say no to that i sure as hell wouldn't say no
2: (laughs) it's worked so far that's
0: right Batting, we're at one we're batting a thousand right now (laughs) all right man well let's uh let's recap the uh standings here closing out the points for season three it was uh jeff Bevin in first john atwinsel in second Brad Carnes in third. Uh, Steven, DFS NASCAR guy in fourth. Stephanie in fifth. John King in sixth. Glenn Atkins in seventh. And Joshua Neal in eighth. Uh, Henry Fletcher, Chad Robb, Jess Rose, and Charles Pearl, uh missed the cut. Uh, and it was close there. Uh, only four points between eighth and ninth. And our reseed for uh, heading into uh, segment three, if you will, of the playoffs. Uh, Steven in first with 21. Brad, you're in second with 16. Glenn is in third with 14. Josh Neal in 13th. John in tw- uh, fifth with 12 points. John King with seven. Jeff bevan with six. And Stephanie with five. So, uh, three more races to make it to the final four. And hopefully, we'll be able to coordinate whoever the final four are at one time and uh, have everybody on to make their picks. So, uh, what do you say, sir? Are you ready to make some picks? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, left traffic fantasy players. We are headed to the Lone Star State where there's been some repeat winners in victory lane as of late first coming to mind is the four of kevin harvick he's got three wins in the last seven races at texas he's out of the playoffs still looking for the first win of the season can he play spoiler this weekend uh what about kyle bush our most recent winner he didn't think he was going to make it out of the first round of the playoffs here he is in the round of eight can he be the first to punch his ticket to the final four uh denny hamlin also a recent winner at texas could he find himself in the final four we will find out this weekend but first it's time for our pick sir Who do you got for the Xfinity Series at Texas?
2: I guess I'm going to go with Austin Cedric.
0: Austin Cedric, safe pick there. Uh, I mean, why not keep rolling with AJ? Uh, Worked well last week. Wish I was still in the playoffs and had something to fight for, but uh, let's roll with AJ. Uh, And then, sir, for the uh, Cup Series race, who do you got? Uh, We're going to go with Hamlin. Hamlin, I like that. Uh, I'm out, so I'm just picking for fun. Uh, So, well, Kevin Harvick for the win. Just to piss some people off. Why not?
1: I hope you're right.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Well, listen, thanks for calling in. Appreciate you. And maybe we'll talk to you next week.
2: Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one.
0: All right. Live Traffic Nation, that is going to do it for episode 261 of the Live Traffic Podcast. Check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. Facebook, the Live Traffic Podcast. Twitter, all at Traffic PC don't forget about the giveaway less than 400 followers away from giving away some sheet metal and a die cast huge thanks to aaron studwell brad Carnes, and jeff Striegel for calling in we'll figure out something for next week don't get caught chasing the lucky dog make sure you tune in each and every week to the life traffic podcast see ya